It's a $2 piece of headwear, but we've always worn them like crowns. For almost as long as do-rags have been a staple in black culture, white supremacy has tried to criminalize us for wearing them. How did this all start? This is Two Minute Black History, what you didn't learn in school. Do-rags have been a staple in black culture since the 1970s when they were popularized. While we were trying to get waves and or protect our hair, racists were enraged by this rejection of white beauty standard. In the 90s and early 2000s, do-rags were everywhere, and naturally they became a part of black culture. Rappers wore them, and Allen Iverson was known for rocking his on the basketball court until white supremacy stepped in. The 1994 crime bill and New York City's stop and frisk policy encouraged the rise of respectability politics. The lie that if we just acted respectable, we'd be safe from racism. Stop and frisk was another way to profile black people who fit their anti-black descriptions of criminality. Due to the cultural popularity of do-rags, they got swept into criminal stereotypes, and do-rags quickly became a state-sanctioned symbol of criminality. By 2005, both the NFL and NBA banned do-rags, with the NBA citing do-rags as safety hazards. But we all know this move was racist. Alan Iverson even spoke out about how he felt targeted. Despite white supremacy's attempt to vilify black culture, many of our people continue to rock do-rags publicly. Today, there's even do-rag history week and do-rag fest. Whether we rock a do-rag or not, we must continue to reject white beauty standards, respectability politics, and the criminalization of black culture. In order to move towards the future, you've got to look to the past. This has been Two Minute Black History, a podcast by Push Black. Show your support by sharing this episode on your social media and join us in amplifying stories we all deserve to know.